Have you ever been so attracted to someone that you said you drink their bath water? Tonight we watch as someone stands firmly on business when we discuss Saltburn. I'm Matt. I'm Chad, and you're listening to the 142nd episode of your award-winning podcast. We used to talk about this at work. Okay, so um, the title of this episode is Saltburn Guest Rachel, sort of. And um, basically, last week, um, when we did our year-end recap, we also recorded a Saltburn review, which is going to be at the end of this uh, with Rachel. So this is just going to be however much time of me and Matt just meandering on topics. And then a, a proper Saltburn review. Yes, so don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, please do those things. We love engagement. If <laughs> this is your first episode, oh yeah, because salt salt burn is the talk of social media. Like, right. Um, I sent you guys that um, was it that that salt burn drink? Yeah. 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 Very gross. Yes, if I drank is. if I drank alcohol, I would make it, but you know. Leave it up to those alcoholics to do that. Speaking of alcoholics, you trying to make it? Put it on our social? Maybe. You know, <laughs> we got to do what we got to do for content, baby. So so maybe. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we are, um, we will whore ourselves out every which way. Right. Maybe got some of that Terramana in there. <laughs> uh, we, you know how much we love The Rock. Speaking of The Rock, um, I read this article where it says The Rock wants to be a dramatic actor. Now, before I tell you any more information, my first thought was, finally, finally, do some more serious stuff. Get out your comfort zone. Do a look, look at a Dave Bautista. So the article says, um, the upcoming A24 Benny Safdie movie, The Smashing Machine, is touted as Johnson's most dramatic project and role yet as he gears up to play MMA champion Mark Kerr. The film will chronicle Kerr's highs and lows through the UFC, including his struggles with addiction and a role that Johnson hopes will be the first of many, many serious undertakings. And I quote, he says, I'm at a point in my career where I want to push myself in ways that I've never pushed myself in the past. I'm at a point in my career where I want to make films that matter, that explore the humanity and explore struggle and pain. So... I applaud this. Uh, he still says, you know, he's still going to do the fast and all that other stuff, but he wants to take a more serious toll. And that's all I ever asked for. You could do both. I. So there's some, you know, you said, did you say this was an A24 movie? Yes. So this movie has a few things in its favor. A22, Benny Safdie, one half of the Safdie brothers who brought us uncut gems, right? Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. I mean, we've seen The Rock do sort of serious things, you know? Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see if he has it in him to not feel like he needs to, you know, be The Rock to, mm -hmm. you know, play a character that has flaws and that is so against his brand that he's made. I'm interested to see if he can do it. Yes. That's where I'm. Yeah. I'm more excited about this movie than any other stuff he will put out. Cause I want to see if, if exactly what you said, his range, can he pull this off? Does he, you don't have to be a hero in this and see if he does it. Right. I'll be looking forward to this. Yeah. So, good luck, Rock. We'll, we'll we'll see. I'll see it. I'll I'll see it in the theater. I'll I'll see it too. Wherever wherever we find wherever we get these good movies from. <laughs> um, so you're stealing that? Of course not. 
Of course not. Um, but there's this video I found on here. I find it hilarious. So you have not seen this video, and I want you to play it as and I want you to give me your thoughts. Because the question is, is this stealing or is this an act of kindness? Hey, what's happening? Hey, I found your wallet uh, with your uh, with your ID with your ID in it. This is, and this is the address. Uh, so I brought it all the way out here. You live really, really far though, so I just wanted to see if I could take. Uh, it wasn't a thousand in here. I counted it. It was only three hundred. But I wanted to see if I could uh, grab. Uh, I just wanted to see if I could grab. I wanted to see if I could only grab twenty. I just wanted to see if I wanted to grab twenty, real quick, for gas, cause gas is high. If you see like a little seven dollar charge on your car, I had to pay my um. I had to pay my, my Netflix, I think, but I uh I wrote down the uh, the login. You can log into the Netflix too. So, uh, but I'm gonna leave your wallet right here though. So it's all good. And I just only took I only took one, I only took one twenty. I I had already these other two twenties was already mine. All right, I appreciate it. Sketch, right? Leave a comment below. Who knows? It's the internet. This this feels like a sketch. Like it it just feels like a sketch. <laughs> Uh, so was he still, or was he just being a good Samaritan, you know, had to get his, uh, you know, gas, they left far away. Also, you know, $7 charge for Netflix. I mean, I mean, clearly <laughs> that's stealing and it's like, <laughs> this is a sketch. <laughs> My favorite part was when he, he was counting out the money. He turned his back. It was like, nah, I only take 120. These other two was mine already. <laughs> I, why even bring it back? Just like take the cash and like dump the rest because like the card is going to get you, you know, strung up. Hey, he told the truth though. He's like, yeah, don't worry about that $7. Just like he was giving them a heads up. Let them know. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to say stealing. Uh, what say you? Uh, Stealing mixed with a little bit of that kindness because he did come, he did bring it back and he did tell the truth about the Netflix. So let me ask you a question. If this was real and this was your wallet with your money in it, how would you feel? I would be this? upset. I didn't give me the option to give you an award, a reward. Don't just take. I mean, honestly, if that's all it was, if it was $20, and seven dollars off Netflix, and he brought back everything else. I'll be fine with that. I just, I would like to be able to control that, you know. Right. But you know, if it speaking was just about, twenty-seven dollars, <laughs> right. But speaking of being being in control of things, you want to talk about physical media? Yeah. So, like, you know. We, we've talked about this before and it's just weighing very heavily on my mind about like the state of things and I'm like should I get back into um, buying DVDs and Blu-rays you know I, I thought about this too there was something I read last week and it was just like before it was like oh that sucks but then I was reading something else about like how there is no way we will be able to be like like my son, for example, I was like, oh, you need to check out Vampire in Brooklyn or something like that. And I love this right. or Meteor Man or something like that. We'll be we'll be all underneath the thumb of whatever corporation has it if they want to release it to us. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And like, that's the thing. Like, so um, I saw like a um, a YouTube video a few weeks ago. Have you heard of a movie called Cocoon? I've heard of it. I've never seen it. So Ron Howard directed it. It may have been like the first thing he directed. And uh, it was like a pretty big hit for the time, like 80s and stuff. But like you can't find you cannot buy it right now. Like there's uh -huh. no it's out of print on. I know the Blu-ray. I'm not sure about the DVD, but it's out of print and it's not streaming anywhere. And for all intents and purposes, the movie doesn't exist. Mm hmm. And so uh, I was at Walmart last week and I don't know if I've ever actually done this, but I was like digging through the, um, the $5 bin mm -hmm. just to like, see if I saw anything good. But then like I started getting kind of snobby cause I was like, do I want a combo desk thing where it's all like, here's, here's, here's three movies that Will Ferrell was in. They don't really go together. So like, here's Anchorman. And Step Brothers and, you know, some other random movie, you know, like right. they just, mm -hmm. you know, dump some stuff on a disc. And I was like, I don't know if I want this. And then it was like, 
So when I used to buy DVDs, part of the criteria for me to own it was like based off of the special features. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want just the movie. So right. like director's cut and all. I mean not director's yeah. cut, but uh, commentary. Commentary, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, if you don't at least have a director's commentary, there's a smaller chance of me purchasing it. So I'm looking, I'm reading the back of these disc boxes, like what special features are in here. I <laughs> So I didn't end up buying anything, but I don't know. It's just like, this is kind of where we are. And then I saw another article talking about how like physical media collection is going to be like the, you know, this generation's vinyl collection and stuff, you know. Right. And then even in like a, like Book of Eli or this Tobio world to where, hey man, can you give me this DVD or something, this thing that they don't make anymore or anything like that? That's it's going to be years down the road. Like you said, like Cocoon or something like that, to where if you got this, it's gonna pay top dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it's like eventually the players are gonna be a lot of money because like like I said like a few weeks ago the next generation of video game systems is probably going to be the last time they have a disc player in them. Mm-hmm. And like my system has always been my disc player. My, like mm-hmm. my, you know, DVD or Blu-ray player, you know? Right. Right. Mine too. Cause I remember when Blu-ray came out, what was it? Uh, the PS3, PS3. PS3 could play it on there. And I was like, yeah, I get that. And I can just use that to play Blu-rays on. Yeah. So I don't know. This is I don't really like this. This what we're you know, the situation we're in. And yes, I, you know, for anybody that's talking at us, like talk, like, yes, you could always pirate this stuff. I I get it. I, I, I hear you. But like that comes with its drawbacks as well, right? Right. It's like then you if it's like a really obscure something, the um uh, it may not be available to download, you know? Right. The odds the odds of them having it won't be there. Right. Like uh insider, you know, baseball, like you know, we'll get real candid. Like we we did Meteor Man. That there weren't a lot of options out there if you wanted to pirate that. I'll just say right. that. Yeah. Right. So I don't know, man. Um, but also, you know, since you know the year just started, and so I've been really thinking, of, you know, reflecting a lot about like my current situation, and it's like I'm not really happy with my job, and so um, I'm, you know, work wise or financial wise. Um, so I've always I've said this to a few of my coworkers, like I would take less money to to be happy at work. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying that I wouldn't struggle. Like I, I I'm not saying like I got it like that right now. Where I, you know, I, I uh, obviously more money is helpful, you know, and mm-hmm. less money would you know be harder on me. But I would take that stress of like having to reconfigure like um my lifestyle versus the stress of like a job I don't care for. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm so right now I'm looking. Well, I'm always looking for a new job, but I'm getting more aggressive. I'm getting more serious. I reached out to somebody to like you know um, make some edits on my resume. So I'm I'm very hopeful. You know, we kicked this out. Like I reached out to this person like December 31st, and so hopefully a couple of days they'll get back to me and I'll have a brand spanking new resume to like you know submit. Yeah, whenever I do uh, that, like I send it out to like um, like my I send it out to like my brother to review it, or I send it out to other people to uh, like hire people, higher ranked grade level um, than I am. Yeah, and uh, have them review my resume and stuff, make changes, and uh, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, um, you know, I know you've been like looking at job stuff too. How's that been going? Um, it's all right. Like you see stuff to where like, oh, this is right up my alley. But then the pay grade ain't where it needs to be. It's lower or whatever, or the location is not good to where 
it's in Virginia, and I'm not trying to go to Virginia. Um, so it's been like a hit or miss to where <laughs> you see some good stuff, or you see stuff like I can kind of do that. You know, I can tailor my resume to stuff, but a lot of times these the options are not there. And like I'll go down a grade, but I'm not going down like two grades for something. You've been very insider baseball with your language, man. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. No, I I get where what you're saying. Cause it's like um I was kind of thinking about this too, about how like, you know, when I first started in our field, the pay grade that I was getting was quite low and mm -hmm. like, you know, I have, you know, grinded and pushed myself and I'm at a pretty good level at this point. And to go back would be kind of rough. Like um, when I, when I started the job that I'm at now, I had to take a lower pay grade, not pay, not, not pay, but just a pay grade. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. I don't know. You don't want to feel like you're going backwards, so I get that. All right. And then um, the place that I started work with you, I took a pay grade. Uh, I took one down, wanted to join that one, but mm -hmm. I heard and saw that there was more potential for growth there, so that's why I did that. And now, um, like you said, you're not trying to regress, but sometimes you got to do it depending on the your circumstance, your situation, and things like that. So, yeah, you got to make it work. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Twenty twenty four. We will see where <laughs> we land at by the end of the year, right? We could be at two. Both have new jobs next year. That would be crazy. That would be yes. crazy. I well, you are, you already know my feelings. I just want you in America. It don't have to be in Missouri. Just say you fucking yeah. were in. Hey man, you you can take a trip up to uh, uh Washington State. I don't care about that. I just that, need you in a closer time zone. Closer time zone, yes. That that would work out a lot better for the show. Yeah. Um. All right. Wait. So wait. Hold on. Have you been looking for jobs in Japan? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be away from my daughter. Bring her along. Bring her along. That'd get real messy. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. Uh, all right. So speaking of messy, all right. So I asked you to pull some clips because right now the hot, hot, hot thing is this Shannon Sharp and Cat Williams interview. Mm -hmm. And I only thing I'm aware of are like a few scattered clips. And then I was talking to a friend of the show, Marie. And she was saying that the entire interview is like over two hours long. And she was like, I got like 40 minutes into it. Then I was like, I'm going to bed. Yeah, it's. um, It's very entertaining. <laughs> it's, it's I don't want to explain. It. It's very entertaining in a sense of like the interview itself, because I watched it on a podcast first. And then like when you say that, you mean just audio? Yeah, just audio. Because I saw the clips on Twitter and stuff, and then I watched it um, audio form. So then I was like, well, I need to go back and watch the video. So then I went back and watched the video, and like the way he, his mannerism and stuff and everything else like that. The interview is one thing. It, to me, it's all the aftermath of the interview that's funny to me also. Okay. Okay, so I guess what parts have you seen? Uh, so he's talking about he had um he he would have to audition to be in the Illuminati and they said it was him or Ludacris, mm -hmm. and then he's talking about how Ricky Smiley in a dress, and uh, was it he read three thousand books a year or something like that? Okay, so um, yeah, so let's go back to the Ricky Smiley thing. So the thing was the Ricky Smiley thing was you know Friday after next basically Ricky Smiley said that. Basically, he had the part of Money Mike and everything else like that. And Cat Williams was like, no, it was his. And he's he helped write the words and everything else like that. So Ice Cube comes out 
And that's the thing. Since this interview, all of these people that he addressed has come out of done interviews. And basically what Ice Cube came out and said is basically Cat is telling the truth. That how Ricky Smiley did um, audition for the role, but they decided, no, he's best played as a Santa. And then how Money Mike was going to have a small role or whatever, but Cat did so well at it and everything, and they expanded his role. And the thing I'm going to say is like, everybody that he addressed in this interview, nobody has came out and said, he's a liar. <laughs> they, so, they, so Ludacris has been very quiet, huh? No, and the thing is, Ludacris came out and dropped a rap verse and about this. What? Yeah, he <laughs> dropped a rap verse about uh what he said. And thing is, everybody he never they never once said he's lying. He lied so far. Um and that's the thing is people are coming out and like making jokes or saying he's on drugs or this, this, or this, but nobody has yet said that he lied about what he said. Okay. So in response to being in response to someone said you are in the Illuminati, he Ludacris drops a song. Well, not a song, more like a verse. 16, 16 bars, something like that. He dropped a little, he dropped a little verse, said, and it ended with something like. I'm not in the Illuminati. I am. I'm in the Ludolamity or something like that. It was like, <laughs> it was like the best bet is these people. Okay, they shouldn't have responded at all. Right. And then he addressed. Well, Cedric, no, no response says so much. So, right. But also, when you respond and it's corny and it's whack, then it's like, okay, he telling the truth. Right. So then he addressed uh, Cedric the Entertainer and okay. the Kings of Comedy about the whole. Uh, when he's riding a spaceship or whatever like that, and how Cat Williams, how he stole that from Cat Williams. And Cedric came out and said that, no, he never seen that or whatever. He'd been doing that joke for years. Of course, the internet pulls up the clips, and years ago, there's Cat Williams doing the same thing. But only thing is, like, Cedric turned it into a spaceship or whatever like that and stuff like that. Very similar joke. Okay. Uh, they talked about, he talked about uh, Steve Harvey and how his high top fade was a wig. I thought, uh, that, I thought we all, like, I thought in as of late, we have all collectively agreed that that was a wig. I don't know, like, I've seen people talk about it, but I've never seen anybody come out and flat out say that. Like, you okay. see people on, on Twitter talking about it. Okay. And um, he was all over the place. But he dropped the gem. And I love this jab. I got to save. I'm going to use it so many times. At one point, he says, You having an unnatural allegiance to losers does not like you. No, I ain't got no allegiance to the man. But it's funny when you watch it because he says this. It's a long pause. He he, he, he sips his Kodiak for a second as he's like getting his thoughts together. And he just lays that out. So, I... I mean I feel I feel that line. I feel like <laughs> one way or another and some things in my personal life, I feel like you wanted to say that to me. <laughs> but anyway, back to everything. Um, yeah, he dropped so many. And it's like, thing is, it felt like he was just telling his side of everything. Like he, it was like, all right, these people was on um, Club Shay Shay saying these things and he was like, all right, nah, this is my time to uh that is club Shay Shay. That's his that's the podcast that Shannon Sharp posts posts with this okay. air on. Okay. And and then now he's just like now let allow me to retort. And he okay. just came through with everything. Now one thing I do want to point out is that um through all this comedians have been coming out saying this, this and that, agreeing, disagreeing. Go back to the uh, Cedric the Entertainer thing about him stealing his joke. So there is a clip now. Uh, also, wait before I, before I forget, he does praise and give love and everything to Bernie Mac and how how Bernie Mac and how like Cedric and Steve thought they were funnier than Bernie Mac and everything. In your opinion, who was the funniest on Kings of Comedy? God, I haven't seen that in so long. Um, D.L. Hughley was in there too, right? Yeah. It was probably the Bernie or Cedric, but I it's been so long since I've seen it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I didn't give it to Bernie. You know, the whole cookies and milk and everything like that. And yeah. um, him downstairs. Stairs, right. Yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? Uh, oh, no, uh, jokes, stealing jokes. So some comedian did pull up a clip of um, Cat Williams' first uh, comedy special where they're playing Every Day I Hustle, and he makes a joke about how you can do multiple things, listen to this mu um, music. They pulled up a clip from J.B. Smoove years ago, like during Def Comedy Jam Air, where he did the exact same joke. Yeah. So now, well, not the exact same joke, but a very similar joke. But now with soaking on media, Bernie Mac saying, basically, do not tell your joke in front of comedians. It will get stolen. How he said he will steal your joke and things like that. So, no, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I've heard jokes, that so many times about like comedians complaining about other comedians selling their joke. Like, that's going to happen, sadly. Right, right. And the last thing I want to talk about is Kevin Hart. So he addresses a lot of things with Kevin Hart. Um, basically how he's saying he's a he's an industry plant. What? And yeah, because they were saying like he is from Philly and he did all his comedy on the East Coast, but then within he's like name somebody that you ever known in their first year in LA that gets their own TV show on uh, network TV within their first year who's never did comedy in LA and stuff like that. What show was Kevin Hart on? Good question. So I I was not familiar with it either. So it was called The Big House. Hmm. He had And it ran for six episodes in 2004. And it was basically a reverse concept of Fresh Piss of Bel-Air. It was a rich kid who father goes to jail so he has to live with his regular people in philadelphia so basically the reverse of first prince of bel-air interesting so i'm looking at it this oh it had uh yvette uh nicole is that her name yeah um what is that phase on love uh keith david what, what what channel was this on i have no idea and i've never heard of this before at all until he said this and i had to look this up this is essentially what people is okay. Said it was on ABC. Wow, I do not remember this. Uh, I mean, if you recall, like before we got the dark and gritty reboot of Fresh Prince, people always said that the uh, sequel series should be an inverse where like Carlton's spoiled kid goes to Philly to live with Will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just. This is interesting. All right, go on, go on with this Kevin Hart plan stuff. Yeah, so they're talking about Kevin Hart and how um, basically Kevin Hart is not funny and all this other stuff, right? Okay. So the internet, now I'm about to stand up for Kevin Hart on this. <laughs> internet has revisionist history. So they're all, everybody's like, Kevin Hart's not funny. Kevin Hart's not funny. Now, if you ask me today, is Kevin Hart funny? No, he is not funny. But let's not forget when Kevin Hart was doing his first specials and everybody was like, uh, and he was selling out those shows and we was all quoting, uh, all right, all right, all right. And um, all his other stuff, Kevin mm -hmm. Hart, his first couple specials were fucking funny. Right. Now, um, him now? No, I don't think he's funny at all. But let's not forget, that's, I don't want people to think that he's never been funny and everything else like that. No, he was funny. But also, it's like me personally. I feel like once a once comedians get to a certain point of success, like they become inherently less funny because, like, what are your jokes going to be about? Like how you know you 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 only have a million dollars in the bank and not two million dollars. Jokes about your yacht and shit. You know, mm -hmm. like the the struggle and finding comedy in that is kind of what we come for right right and, and i mean even like after that you know when he got caught cheating on his wife and things <laughs> and he did a special about that which i didn't think was funny and then after that he did another special this is during covid time or whatever he did it in this house where that wasn't funny i mean you can always make jokes but it's like i don't know what it is but it's he's not funny to me now he was yeah. before. I don't He's know. He's too successful. And maybe that's it where the jokes ain't hidden like they're supposed to. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, it, he's not funny. So um, I guess since we're and in they talked this... about T Tiffany Haddish too. What what did he say about Tiffany Haddish? Well, no, just basically she's not funny and stuff like that and things. Oh, like that. that okay. But, I thought I thought he had some dirt. No, no, no. But but people been but people have been saying Tiffany Haddish not funny for years. Yeah, no, like um, I remember you know we she had Girls Trip come out and like that really blew up her star and she went on tour and I I knew several people that went to her uh, comedy show when she came to St. Louis and every single one of them said she was not funny. It was a, they wasted money. Right. Shit. Um, you guys Regina Hall. No, I'm sorry. Regina Hall funny to her. She's not even a comedian. Right. But you know, there's just some people that are like naturally funny. Right. And the thing is like, She's funny in Girls Trip, but also she's in she's reading the lines and doing everything else like that. But her doing stand up, no, not funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's the thing. Like I've always said for me personally, I couldn't do stand up, but like I I I'm saying this because like people laugh when I tell jokes, but like I I feel like I am a kind of funny person. But I'm more of a reactionist versus like I can't create. So like mm -hmm. if you yeah, we're talking like I can come up with like something funny to say mm -hmm. and get a chuckle. But like if I have to create funny, I struggle. I don't consider myself a comedian at all. I know people. I know. I'm not saying I'm a comedian. I'm not saying I'm a comedian. Right. Because right. right. to me, like and that's one thing where he talked about was like, um, uh, like these jokes evolve after time. And that's what you're supposed to. Like, if I say this joke January by March, it's the same joke, but I refined it multiple times mm -hmm. after audiences to get it to where I need to be and stuff like that. And and that's what he says. He's like, he's a writer. He writes this stuff and everything else like that. And that yeah, people can't do that. It's hard. No, yeah, it is. It it is. Like people just want to be like, all right, here's the joke, and I'm just gonna repeat this 60 times when I go across the country. Right. Which uh if you recall, uh, you know, Chris Rock did that tour after Will Smith slapped him, and they were very strongly against people recording. Mm -hmm. And the speculation is that he's just been recycling the same jokes for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I get that. Yeah, but speaking of jokes, did you were you able to check out Dave Chappelle's new special? Okay. Yeah, I was gonna try and transition to that. No, because it's been the same shit since he got on Netflix. It's about anti-trans rhetoric, and my whole thing is like, we've talked about this before on the show too. What was funny in the past is not funny now. Eddie Murphy, if he were to do if he were to do stand up again, he could not say the things that he said in raw and, del and delirious in 2024. Mm -hmm. You have to evolve with the times. Nobody trying to hear all this trans, all these trans jokes, whether you have a point or not. in what you're saying, talk about other shit, bro. He, and that's where before he was, it felt like before he was doing it, because he wanted to do it. Now he seems like, all right, now this is the thing that like, going to get me talked about. Well, not even talked about, but it's kind of like, all right, I did this before they did this. So now I'm about to keep doing this just because. Mm. Oh, it's I got a spite. Right. Like I got, uh, this is what they don't want me to do. So now I'm about to do it just because of it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause during it, there was some where it's like, he does one about uh, a disabled person. And I was just like, but there was some funny jokes in there, but it's just kind of like, do we got to keep doing this? It's like, right. and I, and then really, you know, who's, um, what's the word? Hindering, not hindering, um, helping oh, yeah. him do this. Oh. The fucking audience. They're the ones that's laughing at all of this stuff. If they were laughing yeah. at this stuff, then he wouldn't continue to do it. But, the audience keeps well doing okay. this. Let's let's okay. Well, let's 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 explore that because like we aren't there live. We don't know how what the edit is. 
Well, that's true. And also, when I, one thing I, I know is that when you go to a comedy show, you expect to laugh. So, like, even if the, the joke is not, yeah, even if the joke is not that funny, you come there to laugh, so you're going to laugh. Where, you know, if you're at home or chilling or whatever, you have a different mm -hmm. atmosphere and take on it to where like yeah. that. So, and I get that too, but it's kind of like, we still doing this? Yeah. Like, tell some different jokes, bro. There's a lot of funny shit. There's a lot of things that you could, like, examine. Right. But I, honestly, he did tell one joke about that, and I laughed. It was funny. But there were some other ones where it's like, there was no laughing at it. And then he, um, there was a congressman that was in a wheelchair uh, guy. Yeah. Um, I forget his name or whatever. He made a joke about him and stuff. Um, was he a but, veteran? Something like that, yeah. I feel like I heard something about that. And then, yeah, the guy was like, um, uh, that, that congressman or whatever, I guess he lost the election or whatever. And they were like, uh, he uh lost his seat or he something was making jokes. And then they interviewed the guy afterwards and he was like, oh no, he laughed and he enjoyed it and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's just, you can't now, I, yeah, back to what I'm saying. He's doing this. It just feels like now he's doing this specifically out of spite now. Yeah. And it's not like, he wants to do uh, he probably does want to do it but I'd like yeah. he actually he's actually doing it because of this now yeah it's just what what happened man like dave Chappelle was like the best of the best and now it's like you just i i, I don't want to use the expression punching down because like everybody says this but it's just like stop being one note right but actually he does say that that's um in the show about how he's punching down He's making a joke out of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, now it's the part of the show where we're going to bring you in on the previously recorded review of Saltburn. Come to Saltburn. Beautiful eyes. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, I told you it wasn't a minger. Oh, but darling, you're kind about everyone. You can't be trusted. We dress for dinner here. Dress for dinner? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like black tie. This place. You know, it's not for you. <laughs> what have you done? I just thought that maybe I could help. You're not leaving us. You're not leaving so I don't think I'll ever go home again. Okay, so we all saw a little movie called Saltburn. And it was a ride it was a that, fucking ride when you text when, when i first watched it what did i text you what is this freaky stuff you got me watching <laughs> exactly that's why i was like what do you got me watching <clears throat> so let's let's back up for a second rachel yes what is this movie about this movie is about a college student who wants to be friends with a kid, another fellow student who is kind of in a higher social class, richer, like higher social status than he is. And um, he works really hard to form this relationship with this other kid and gets invited back to this kid's State. Um, yeah, basically a state for the summer to spend the summer there with his family and all the crazy characters that come through. Yeah, the, yeah, we are. Yeah, that's that's not even the the um, tip of the iceberg, as they say. Yeah. But okay, so uh, Rachel, you were the first person to see this movie. Uh, what were your impressions and thoughts and feelings? Um, we're gonna do non spoilers though. Okay. Um, my first impression was, I don't know what I just saw. <laughs> how do I feel about this? I'm really not sure how I feel about this. Um, I understood that it was supposed to be a message, you know, and I kind of looked up some things about it afterwards to see, like, am I thinking along the right lines here? Um but I, I did think it was well done. It's just that some of the scenes are uncomfortable to watch. And um, 
and are just not not safe for work not everyday normal things i guess it's a ride i'll get i tell you that it's a ride um it's a good movie um but it's a ride it takes you on different scenarios happen and you're like what this is what we doing and um it's a it's a ride it's a ride it's 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 an unexpected ride it's not like a ride like a uh, normal thriller or action movie where things happen like the scenes they're they're not they're not intense they're just very surprising when they happen how they happen I take that back. Now I'm thinking of a different scene towards the end to where now that was pretty intense. But yes, um, it's just, it's very unexpected, the stuff in this movie and how it goes. Yeah, I agree that this this movie has a lot of unexpected bits. Um, I, I liked the movie. Um, it was... Um, so, okay, so this movie is a period piece, right? It's a movie that takes place in 2006. And so I think that was intentional just to kind of show like why the technology wasn't where it was, where like, let's say if this movie took place now and we live in in such a time now where it's easier to fact check people's stories. Mm -hmm. And so like, I feel like that was the intention of the movie being set in 2006 so I thought that was kind of cool. They acknowledged like, hey, Harry Potter is a big thing at this time. So like they were reading the Harry Potter books. Um, just like, you know, this is what the rich people do. They just lay around. Like uh -huh. you don't have any responsibilities for real. You just lay around until it's time to eat. And sometimes we party. So it was a fun ride. It was a fun ride. Um, great acting, solid acting. I feel like, you know, we got yeah, the acting was amazing. Yes. We're yeah. going to see um, quite a few of them during awards time, like um, the young man, uh, Barry, Barry Keoghan and Jacob, Jacob Elbory. He, uh, Jacob Elbory was the uh, main British guy. The okay. the, um, the other kid. Yeah. The, the very tall man. Yes. Also, fun story, fun story, fun story. So Barry Keegan, he is one inch taller than me, but he looked tiny compared, compared to, to everybody though. else in this yeah. movie like even the yeah. even the and cousin Pike and the cousin yeah, too the cousin too yeah so that was pretty wild but uh all right so let's talk spoilers um so going into this movie you think that you're gonna watch essentially like a bride's head revisited right um where you go you see how the rich live but this isn't the life you can live but it turned into the talented mr ripley and that was fucking insane yes um everything that he did once he got to the state was just crazy like hooking yeah. up with everybody doing everything yeah like, he honestly, literally fucked everybody <laughs> like honestly um the i don't say uncomfortable but the only thing i did not i skipped ahead like a couple seconds was a whole bathroom scene when his friend got out the tub and then he was drinking that water i was like he like in my personal opinion like when he was drinking the bath water as it went down the drain i'm like okay okay and he keeps getting closer and closer and i'm like all right man i i get it it's not like i hit it the fast forward it but uh, i mean we've all heard the expression i will drink your bath water he just he just he stood on business he stood on business on that one i was like <laughs> All right, man, relax. It's not that serious. <laughs> he was in love, okay? All right, I would but... Argue... Oh, go sorry, go ahead. No, you go, Rich. Oh, I was just going to say, I would argue that he was doing crazy stuff before then. It just wasn't crazy to that degree. Example? Um, Like when he... When it, show, it was when it starts showing flashbacks of him doing all of the things. That's the long con, baby. Um, right. When he like had enough money in his wallet to pay for the drinks, but only dropped coins on the counter to wait for 
Jacob's character to come down and rescue him. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy. Like, you're... But he's playing the game. I know he's playing the game. This whole thing is is a long game for him. A very long game because he waits and waits 15 and waits. 15 years or something like that. And Yeah, until, you know, the father's dead. But, um, and, and you know, obviously that that kind of money trick doesn't compare to some of the stuff that he does later really honestly but it still is a little it has a tinge of crazy i think i mean you have to be kind of out there to be a con person right yeah i mean and also like i'm sorry you go man I'm, I'm saying especially it's one thing to be a con person because a con person you're trying to get you try to hit that lick and get that money but to play the long con the long con and the lens that he went through to it is something different to where, like, you know, they say they built different. He was built different. Yeah. He definitely was built yes. differently. So can we talk about the sex scene where where he get he has oral sex with a woman on her period? Like That's that's the scene when I texted you. I was like, yeah. what kind of freaky stuff you got me watching? Now, you know. As you both know, because you've heard some of my stories of, you know, of my life offline. I'm a wild boy, but I'm not that wild of a boy. Yeah. Um, uh, I've I've heard of people doing this. Um, some might say, like, I don't know if the kids still call it this back in the day. We used to call that getting your red wings. But I've um, heard that expression, but the kids might call it something new now. Right. Uh, like you said, I've I've done some freaky things in my time. But that is not one of them. Um, now, I, I, now I've done that like when it's like, oh, it's it's on the way, mm-hmm. and it's like, like you know, on the way in or on the way out. No, where it's where you know, you know, we're, we're doing some stuff, and it's like, okay, I mean, a little, a little, a little tastes a little metallic there, but okay. And then we have sex, and then it's like, oh, you're bleeding, bleeding. So it's like you know, we were like, we were getting in before the storm got got here. Gotcha. Right. It's not. Yeah. But if it's storming outside and I know it's storming, I'm not going. Yeah. yeah. And everything they were doing and I was just like, we off to the races now. <laughs> Let's see what this going to be. <laughs> Let's see what this is going to be. So for for me, the scene, the strangely enough, like the part I, him doing oral on her was not the part that got me him like like smearing the blood like on her face and like on her that that's what got me yeah yeah i mean but also it's like it how yes it's it's blood and blood is gross and it's more than just blood in there but what's the difference between that and being like oh man i just performed some oral sex kissy 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 Right. I, I don't know why. I can't answer why that part didn't didn't get me and the other part did. Right. But it just, that's the way it did. Hmm. Yeah. Matt, you have, you have some input there? No. I mean, that's when it, that's when it started and everything else from there. One thing that I, that I was expecting that did not happen is for him to do something with the mother. I mean, he was trying to. Where like, I'm, that's that, what I'm saying. I thought it was going to have, like, I thought like, like as he started going around and doing everything, I was like, "Oh, he about to fuck everybody in his house." <laughs> so I thought I he might do so with the mother, the daddy, or something. I thought he was gonna go I, through all of them. Because I feel like the mom was his, his first attempt. Because when they were out waiting on everybody to come out for dinner, he's like, "You're so fucking beautiful." I feel right. like that was before he started messing with anybody else. I feel like he's just gonna try and swing big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, and when that failed, he started smaller. Yeah, gotta build it, build up. Build up, yeah. yeah. And then, but then I think after that, like he had to be more of a son figure to get her to sign yeah. over the estate to him. Yeah, he had. So. I mean, he was like figuring it out as he went along. Yeah. But I will say, after that sex scene with the sister, I, I don't know. That scene at breakfast was sexy as fuck when he was handing her that food and she was eating it and i was like yeah you eat that fucking muffin girl you eat oh yeah well, he, he, he was like you don't eat tomorrow you don't eat your all your food tomorrow i was like okay 
okay. And then, yeah. and then when she it. was eating it, I was like, oh my God. But then when she yeah. got up from the table, I was so sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what do you guys think the Rotten Tomatoes was on this movie? Wait, are we not oh. talking about the like most weird scene? What's more weird than the than the, the bathtub? The, what what are we talking about? Him like having sex on the dead kid's grave. Oh, that's right. Oh, fucking... oh that's right. <laughs> I that's forgot right. about that. <laughs> he right. literally fucked his forget? grave. Yes, look, yes, that's look, right. Th- this this movie was a wild ride, okay? This movie was yeah, a wild right. fucking right. ride. It was, but I thought yeah, that right. took the cake. No. Like that was the We we were tired by that point, okay, Rachel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were... <laughs> Honestly, okay, I'll say you, this. You you Honest... literally you literally drank his bath water. Fucking his grave seems less to me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say this. I thought the movie's about to end at that point. Yeah. And when it kept going, I was like, oh, Okay, so I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. So I saw Saltburn and Promising Young Woman, the same director for both movies, in the same night, and they both do the same thing of like, okay, this is a good story. We're the movie's over now, right? And it keeps going, uh-huh. and it keeps going into something where you're like, I don't know how I feel about this. Right. So with this, like, it turns out he was conning them. And I'm like, and like you see him like basically kill the mom and like he won. He's taken over the estate. And I'm like, I kind of don't like that. And and promising young woman, you know, she's doing stuff. And then you're like, okay, this is a good place to end. And it keeps going. And you're like, I'm kind of upset now. Right. Because I didn't, I didn't like how he killed her. I would have felt better if they would have like, been together yeah oh yeah i don't like that he killed her but he killed the kids yeah but that's different yeah that's different how's how's that different because we like rosemond pike and it it just feels like uh, we we like rosemond we like gone girl okay well also because it, it it makes sense like in his in his mind like once he's like if he would have got with her he still would have got, or I guess not to the back. It would have been in her name. But like, even if she dies, he he still could have got what he wanted if he would have been with her. Like, I agree, but he's he's selfish, right? And that's clearly. what it was. That's what it boiled down to. It wasn't the fact that you have access to do anything you want. Now I need to kill her so I can be the sole heir of this. And that's where I'm saying mm-hmm. okay, I didn't like. No, I am with you. No, I I didn't I didn't like that at all. Like I initially gave the movie five stars, but then as I kept thinking about it, I'm like, hmm, I dropped it to I dropped it down to four stars. Did I rate this? Um, that makes sense. I didn't rate it. I just wrote I don't know what to think about this movie or something along <laughs> those lines. Oh, I gave it four stars. My tummy hurts a little bit. You need to eat. Hmm. No, we 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 had dinner before this. Oh. Yeah, is the edible. Well, that's what I'm saying. You need probably need to eat something now. Again? No, not like a full meal. Like you probably need some chips or some shit like that right now. Okay. All right. Uh, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes was on this, guys? Um, I go with ninety-two. Ooh. Um. I mean, I was thinking something high, but. I also go a little below and do 85. The Rotten Tomatoes was 72% with a 79% audience score. Wow. So they're really close. Yeah. All right. So in this cast of, you know, th- this movie's about British hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. I want you guys to tell me uh, who in the cast was Australian. Was it A, Barry Keoghan, who played Oliver Quick? Was it B, Jacob Elbordy, who played Felix? Was it Rosemond Pike, who played the mom? Or was it Archie Matiscua, who played the cousin? And once more, which one of these actors is Australian? Mm, I have no idea their back history, so I'm going to go with... um... Who was the second one you said? Um, Oliver. No, that's the first the, person you said. Oh, Felix. Sorry. Felix. I go with Felix. 
Wait, what? Rach? Felix? Which one was Felix? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yes, it was Felix. Yeah. Uh, I just took a wild guess. Well, I knew Barry wasn't Australian, and then I was yeah, guessing. Yeah, he's, he's Irish. Yeah, and mm. I was guessing that I, I was pretty sure Jacob was British or UK, and I thought Rosamund Pike was UK because she's. She was in James Bond. Wait, wait. Who who's Felix? He's he's the cousin. No, not the cousin. The tall motherfucker. Euphoria asshole. Oh, Jacob. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I, sorry. I I I'm doing trivia on the fly, so I, thought, I have all these screens open. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought he was he was from the UK. No, he's Australian. Oh, he is Australian. Yeah, the dude from Euphoria, Jacob, whatever the fuck. Oh. Huh. All right. So, yeah. And like I said, this trivia is on the fly. Okay. So, IMDb says, Rome Cement Pike lived in the Saltburn house while filming took place. Wow. So, the Saltburn house is not a real estate in England. It's really called the Dryton house. Hmm. That's a better name. Yeah. Uh, during rehearsals, Roseman Pike and Carrie Mulligan improvised the conversation they have in their introductory scene. Emerald Fornell, the director, found it funny, so she added it to the final screenplay. Uh, oh, this is weird. I, I don't really look at IMDb on the computer, and it's like, oh, yeah, click this to see more instead of just, I just can just scroll all the way through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, neither lead in the movie is English. Uh, uh, Oh, okay. So the aspect ratio of the film is 1.33.1, which is essentially um, back in the day, full screen, right? So it doesn't take up all of our widescreen televisions these days. Okay. Um, The intention of that was to give you the impression that you're peeping in. Oh. Uh, I was thinking for the, you know for 2006 or something oh that's funny <laughs> that's that's actually good too that's good i like that um the movie was filmed in 48 days um wow huh this is the third movie in which roseman pike and carrie mulligan have acted together they both appeared in this movie joe wright's pride and prejudice and an education i've seen an education it's quite good if i remember right roseman pike played her mom and so that's the show um it's a good one um it was fun nice just this is like nice and chill matt where um i don't know what the well i do know what you've been doing but i don't know what the fuck you've been doing this week but i've been doing other shit so like i really wouldn't have had time to watch a movie at home but um, this was nice just to kind of catch up with you and like we not have homework lingering over our heads. Right. Right. It was good. I, I like this. I mean, we should uh, space we these out. more shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, true. But nah, I was like, space this out so we do have some episodes when it's just us. Yeah. No, I'm not against it. So like, I don't know, like. Uh, as we're getting closer and closer to 150 and we feel all the feelings like yeah there was a point where we really did everything in our power to not do this mm-hmm. and I don't know like if you look at the numbers it's hit or miss on like what does well and what doesn't do well but it's nice to just have like less stressful episodes right just a nice easy breezy conversation yeah um so thank you so much for listening please rate like review our podcast on your platform of choice if you have any feedback please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com follow us on youtube x formerly twitter instagram tiktok and threads at we used to talk pod follow me on letterbox at bow1213 and matt at mr king 0257 i'm not gonna be here next week you don't really need to know what i'm doing but matt's gonna hold it down he doesn't know what he's gonna do, but he's it's gonna be good. And I can't wait to listen to it. Um at this point in the game, look out well, not look out, but please, if you haven't already, listen to my uh book of clearance review and my mean girls the musical review. 
Uh, it came out this week. And then next week, you got some stuff coming out, Matt. Yes, I got a You got a little like something, if something. I got some some brewing. We'll we'll Yeah. see. Uh, as I started watching it, it wasn't as interesting as I thought this was going Oh, to be. oh, well, So, never mind. Never <laughs> mind. so right. So we'll we'll see how this shakes out. But yes, we get we got. Please subscribe so whenever we do drop this bonus material, you'll be uh, alerted about it. And um, like always, I don't know if this is a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening.